Auto One Podcast Network. I'm the Glum Glow Guy. I love Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, baby. Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. I think that's kind of a a, a weird statement. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. This podcast is hosted by three sentient beings. One of them's hot, one of them's not, and one of them looks like a bowl of snot. You decide who's who. Hey, in the meantime, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, the Moto One Podcast Network, or any of its affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. I know uh, it's the show you've been waiting for. This is the pre-Solstice Slam show. And uh, yeah, it is hosted by three sentient beings. And one of them is not Tobor today. We have a, uh, a, a guest on the show. Um, I did want to say that this is going to be uh, the last show before the Solstice Slam. So if you, the Solstice Slam is is uh, done this weekend. If you, if you happen to forget the, the 30th is, I think, Saturday, um, and you put us something out, send us something on Sunday, and I get it in time. Yeah, good because I'm going to be putting all this stuff together for next week's show. But the slam has ended. Send us if you're hearing this, and it's Friday or Saturday. Send us your stuff ASAP right now. So before the slam, we got uh, a really good show. I think we're going to have a really good show. I say that it's not like I have but the time machine up and running and went and listened to it already and came back. I'm just guessing it's going to be good because we got some pretty hot shot, hot shits in the garage this week. And uh, with us, we got Double Sided Dawson. What's up, Mama D? Hey. Do you like that? I made up a new, I'm making up a new one every week. I know. I went from C tops to double Ds in like one show. Yeah. And now you're Double Sided, (laughs) Double Ended (laughs) Dawson. So uh, we're gonna roll with that for a week or two. Don't don't make promises that I can't keep. <laughs> yeah, that I like that that you can't that you're uh, yeah. I, I wrote a, I wrote a I wrote a check that your ass can't cash. And also on the on the line with us, I always screw this up whenever I try to introduce somebody because I go into this long preamble, then a ramble, and then a ramble amble, and I and I never get any of the details right. So I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Who we got hanging out on the, on the line with us tonight? Hi, everyone. My name's Mike. I'm an alcoholic. Um, uh, wrong group. Uh, I'm a motorcycle-aholic. Uh, <laughs> big, big motorcycle enthusiast. Uh, very excited to be on the show and share my opinions. Oh, I'm yeah. very opinionated in this. That's the great thing about motorcycle podcast is that everybody uh everybody is opinionated and we and they all stink so <laughs> but we but we love to <laughs> we love to say them um so hey you're you're new to the show this time uh you know this is brand new um there's a couple things that we do at the beginning of every show one of them the first one is we uh yeah the alcoholic part is usually before off air we all we all go around and uh you know <laughs> <laughs> tell each other what we're drinking or what we're not supposed to be drinking. Um, but then we come in with this highs and lows segment. And usually that's just kind of where we share with each other what our highs and what our lows has been for the week. And uh, usually it's motorcycle related, but sometimes it's not. So as the guest of honor, um, well, we'll let you go first. Me and me and uh, 
Mama Dawson, we know we know how this goes. But since uh, since you're new, do you? I'll give you choice. I'll give you choice. You want to go first, or you want to go last? If you go, I'm, I'm assuming if you go last, it's so that you can kind of get your thoughts together. Oh no, I'm I'm ready for this. All so right. you go first. I actually was stoked. I was talking to my wife about this today. She is already tired of hearing about it. So you know this works out for everyone involved. Um, <laughs> I recently got a 1995 Honda Goldwing GL 1500, and this has been a basket case of a motorcycle. It has been one headache after another after another after another. It feels like for every bolt I've turned on the bike, I've uncovered 13 more things that I have to do. <laughs> and being the idiot that I am, I daily drive my project vehicle. I have other vehicles. I have a work truck. For, like I, I can just take the work truck home and go back to work in, in the morning. It, it doesn't matter. But I choose to subject myself to breaking down on the highway. Yeah. Um, daily adventure. Week, that's your daily, daily adventure. Advent- exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's how I have to explain it to everyone. Why do you do this? Because it's an adventure. You never know when you're going to get home. Um, this week, Monday to Friday, I did not break down a single time. The bike is running like a top. And I am so excited to say it's going with me to Kernville. God. I saw you were riding it. I was like, did he take that to work? And I was like... Every day. Every single day. Do you got AAA or something just in case? (laughs) Because I'm not like picking you up on the way to Kernville. I'll just ride on the back. You'll have to park it. I'm going to say you're going to have to go park it in a ditch, like behind a bush, and I'll like pick you up. No one's going to take a gold wing. (laughs) I don't need to hide it on the side of a highway. Right, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no no uh, fork locks or uh, disc locks required. They just know it's going to come snag a gold wing. Yeah, I, I'll leave the key in the ignition. Figure it out, guys. <laughs> so was that your high and your low? Your, the low was that like, you know, every turn of the wrench cost you an extra $45. Uh, but but in the, in the end, you haven't broke down once this week? Yeah, so, so far, I'm probably, the bike was 800 bucks. Oh my God. And uh, I'm probably yeah. I'm probably all in. This get is- this guy out of the studio, kid. Where are you finding gold wings for eight hundred dollars? I believe this one was found on Facebook Market. My dad found oh, it, and shit. yeah. But all, all in for every repair that I've had to do. And this is the beauty of a gold wing. It is so stupid cheap. I am all in less than a thousand dollars. God damn it. You can't even find motorcycles half the time, at least maybe the ones I'm looking for, for 1800 bucks, which is your total motorcycle and investment at this point. Yeah. It's no, no, no. That's my total investment is under a grant. I'm well under, like I I haven't even hit a thousand dollars in everything. I'm not counting gas obviously, but you know, the, the, the bike's, Pretty great for the for the price. My God. I'm a ardent supporter of the Goldwing, and I would agree that is my low. Yeah. Is I haven't had to sit on the side of the highway with a headlamp <laughs> and turn wrenches because you know who likes to do that? Yeah, certainly gotta, not me. That's yeah, awesome. I, I gotta say this kind of almost goes hand in hand with like how Mike and I met in a way. Like we met last year at Kernville, and but. It was on the way there. I was pulled over on the side of the 15, still in Temecula, like 
waiting for my husband because he had to do something real quick. So I'm like, I'll just meet you, you know, on the, the road. And I was pulled over and a red Honda goes by me with like a trailer on the back. Oh, yes. And um, I see he's kind of like looking and slowing down. And I, like in my head, I'm like, don't pull over. Don't pull over. I'm fine. You know, keep going. And um, and so then I finally meet up with my husband and we take off and I see him pulled over on the side. I think like he was kind of waiting on me, the Honda. And then when I get up to Kernville, I like go over to the, uh, he was going there too. And I go over to the camp and it was Mike's dad. Oh shit. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, were you the one that pulled off? And he was like, yeah, I thought you were like maybe broke down or something. And I was like, no, but so that was kind of like a cool story. And then we all like started chatting Fuck the fact that your dad had a trailer behind. I'm I'm assuming it was a Goldwing also. Then, uh, yeah, he has a '99 oh GL fifteen hundred. Yeah. So listen, first off, <clears throat> not to go on a tangent right out of the gate. Sorry, me and the guys, <laughs> me and the guys from Nokomoto decided that there needs to be a new motorcycle code. If you're just pulled over, a lot of times nowadays, because I've pulled over for people a bunch, and it's like. I couldn't troubleshoot their shit. I had no idea. It was a Harley. It was all tricked out. There was so much aftermarket shit on it. I had no idea what was going on. Any number of things could have been wrong with it, right? All I could see that he is that he had fuel and he had uh, electricity. I couldn't tell if he had spark, but there was no... He had fuel in there. I don't know if he had spark. So long story short, uh, I've pulled over people plenty of times, but you never know if they're just pulling over to take a whiz, if they're pulling over to look at directions, because I do that a lot. You know, I don't have a... Uh, comms. Yeah. So me and the Nokomoto guys came up with this biker code, the new biker code. If you are pulled over and you are in distress, you take your helmet and you set it behind your bike so that when people are coming up and they see your helmet on the ground and, and see your bike, they know to pull over. I, it's pretty simple because otherwise, yeah, you could just be waiting on your husband. You could be checking directions. You could be adjusting your helmet. I know I've took off before without buckling my helmet on accident, got on the freeway and was like, Shit, my helmet's about to fly off at fucking 80 miles an hour. So yeah, that's the thing. If you you're, The new biker code is if you are in distress and you do need another biker to stop, put your helmet on the ground about you know 10 or 20 feet behind your bike. Yeah. And otherwise, just give them a thumbs up when they drive by and they know everything's cool, right? So yeah, that is cool. That, what a great way to meet though. I mean, that's that speaks volumes to the motorcycle community that people will pull over and wait to see <laughs> if you actually go by. I hear yeah, like if you, um, if you flash your tits too, then like it means you're okay. No, I had, oh, a, uh, I had somebody try to swerve and run, run me over when I did that once. I don't <laughs> recommend that. Yeah. I can attest to the fact that if Kim wasn't a female, my dad wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> don't don't, don't I, get I kind it of, twisted here. I believe you. <laughs> I, your dad's like a total biker. <laughs> He's like, titties my are- dad is not a biker. My dad is a gold winger. And, is your dad, um, is, are you, is your dad single or are your parents still together? So I know for no, no, next yeah, week. Yeah, no, my dad's, uh, my dad's got a girlfriend. Okay. Uh, I won't, I won't hit on your dad. Yeah, but, no, I'd but appreciate that. not enough that, to not thanks. stop for a chick on the side of the road. <laughs> well, you know, like it, it, tits or tits, you know. I was going to say, <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe I get one of the, you know, that you, you can go to like the, get those like fake tit. They look real. They're like a little bra that you wear that looks like titties. Oh. I just keep the helmet on and I wear, and I just flash <laughs> the tits and then they pull over and then I take my helmet off and then, you know, the, the beard and the mustache. I and, think. Yeah. I think that's a great way to get assaulted. 
I'm not that sure. Too. Um, that too. I'm not one to assault people, but <laughs> if I were, if I were, I think that's why. I maybe think that I, would be the thing. Maybe that I say, hey, listen, I knew you wouldn't pull over unless I showed you these. And now that you're here, I agree. You pulled over for no reason. Maybe I let you get a little a TF in. You know what I'm saying? Like a little titty fuck. And then you help me fix my bike. Uh, there could always you could always negotiate. You know what I'm saying? Like once they pull over, there's always negotiation. So, but yeah, that's awesome. What a fun way to meet that, uh, that you guys both ended up at Kernville of all places too. Which is, you know, if anybody if you're not from California, from Dawson's house, God, it's got to be like an eight hour drive to Kernville. It's like four. I know. Five. I know. I'm being facetious. Facetious. Um, yeah. <laughs> with, how, a, with how slow she rides, it's probably a, like a seven that's, hour drive. We're yeah. not even now, going now there. Now we, we have somebody that understands what I'm saying. Yeah. So I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it was implied. But yeah, that's awesome. So that's cool how you guys how you guys met. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, that's that that explains also a lot about. The fact that you don't ride a Harley, you know, like oh, I, I also have a Harley. I know. We'll forgive you for that, but I mean, you also got some really other great, great bikes, though. He has a sporty and the Honda, so with both of those together, it like makes one okay game. bike. Yeah, hell yeah! You ever seen those guys that like get their Hondas to with a rack on the back, and they'll take like a dirt bike or another bike on their oh, Goldwing? So like that's that. the goal. Um, I really, I would like to find like a CT70 monkey or something along those lines. Um, yeah. To, to be able to tow on the Goldwing. Oh my God. And have a little so camp rad. bike. Um, that would be fun. Or I don't know if you're familiar with the Motoped, but it's basically a moped dirt bike. Um, they use Chinese Honda 50 motors. That would be a fun to tow behind a. Goldwing, like a little amigo or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, I was just looking up a. The reason I was bummed out that you found this Honda for eight hundred bucks is because I was just looking at a Honda Express the other day for eight hundred bucks, like trying to see if I should pull the trigger on it. Now that I found out that you got a Goldwing for eight hundred, there's no way I'm paying eight hundred dollars for a fifty cc Honda. And, and I'm going to highly disagree. I would say any motorcycle that you can get under $800. And this is the the money maker in me. If you can find a bike for under 800 bucks, and it's not running and, you know, you, most motorcycles that aren't running are from negligent owners. Um, you can fix that and sell the bike for 15 every day of the week. Does not matter the size. Doesn't matter. any. Like, it's an easy money maker. I just gave away some free game. Also, say, when you show <laughs> up, when you show up to buy this motorcycle that they have listed for twelve hundred dollars, only bring seven hundred with you and hardball them. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and then oh, and then you're like, oh, do you take Venmo? I don't have Venmo, but I'm asking if you take it. You know, you really just hardball them and you get them to come down on price. It works. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever I sell something, I. I know that's going to happen. So I mark it up a bunch because I know they're going to come down to what I think it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a game, but yeah, definitely. I'm And I'm terrible at that. I'm so terrible at negotiating stuff like that, but I'm like, oh, wow, you want, you know, $3,000 for this total piece of shit. And I guess I'm going to pass. It's like, I should just negotiate them down to what it's actually worth. $800, you know, um, especially in this last few years where everything was quadrupled in price and it didn't quadruple in quality. It didn't quadruple in 
age, you know, everything was still to, you know, 15, 10 years old, but they're, you know, so nothing, nothing, there was a zero gain there for anybody, but the the sellers because of this weird market we were in, but yeah, everything's coming back down, which I'm glad to see. Um, Dawson. Yes. Time for you. What's your highs and lows this week? Um, so I would say that my high was, it was just yesterday. Uh, we went up to Idlewild. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> um, went up to Idlewild and it was actually, I was like with my husband, like they were, he was delivering beer, but we went also to for dinner and drinks. But, um, there's a place up there. I saw like a leather shop called Mountain Mike's. And um, went Wait, in. Do they have that big hat out front, like that giant hat open over the over the door? There is that place. It's past that, like oh, okay, a little okay. bit. Um, same same part of the road, just like up about another, I don't know, fifty feet on the yeah. left. What about yeah. for our Canadian and Australian listeners? How many how many meters? Oh, uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, I'll go ahead and defend her yeah. here. If you're a Canadian or Australian, just use the correct measurements. I mean, we <laughs> we measure in freedom, and you should too. We measure should, you know in what freedom. We should, do? we should just measure in paces. Like everybody understands paces, I think right? We should just switch the whole globe to paces. From now it was on. about forty paces Dang. east. Oh my god. That's me applauding you for using the new measurement uh, system. <laughs> We're going to make... get so much hate uh, mail from our Canadian listeners. <laughs> they're too nice to hate us. They're, yeah, they're not going to hate. They're just going to ask very politely that we don't say yeah. this stuff again. Could you please not put that again? Could like, you please Oi. not make your face? <laughs> Oi, holy or shit, a. Kim. Now we're going to, yeah, A. There a. you go. Now we're going to get hate mail <laughs> covered in maple syrup. <laughs> but, uh, as long yeah. as it's just maple syrup. Yeah. It's, illegible because it's all smeared from the maple syrup. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right. So anyway, going back to my story. So the this place called Mountain Mike's, like you go, well, first there was a, some cool old bikes, like an, I think it was like a fat boy, like all old leather stuff everywhere on it. And then like a Yamaha dirt bike or something right out front. So that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in. And um, it's, you know, Mike mountain Mike's the owner obviously and he's who's there and he's like you know you picture um robert redford like that rustic cowboy like the little meme where he's like giving you the wink kind yeah, of that thing that was actually a movie called mountain man and actually, it wasn't mountain i know that i know it wasn't called that it was something else are you sure it wasn't mountain man i don't think it was called mountain. uh it's broke back mountain <laughs> broke back mountain man <laughs> <laughs> anyway you go into his store and that's what you're seeing all right um, but he had some, the leather work was oh, like shit, that's awesome. Right. And, um, I want to get, I've been wanting half chaps for a while. Girl, like half, like ones that like that are shorts, chaps that are shorts. <laughs> they're, no, they're from the, from like the foot to the knee, not from oh. the hip to the knee. Okay. But that gives me a good idea. That's, actually. That's more than assless. That's yeah. le legless chaps. You yeah. bought no, you bought leather leg warmers. You get ripped off, dog. You, you got string bikini. Yeah, half chaps no. is like string bikini chaps. Oh, the, Jerem Jeremiah Johnson was the name of the film. Yes. Right? See, I knew that. Mountain Man. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I've been wanting half chaps, which are the f bottom part of your leg for when you're riding, because I hate messing with the top. 
with belts and bathroom and everything. So belts and bathroom, the worst, worst store that that's what they went out, <laughs> belts and bathroom. Belts and bathroom, yeah. They went out of they went out of business when Bed Bath and Body Works went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> so I have some ideas. I want to go back up there and have him um, make some stuff for me. Sick. That's awesome. The, she, she's gonna get the separate, the top half of her legs, <laughs> and not the bottom. <laughs> yeah. But that gave me. That actually gives me an idea. So I have chaps already that are too big for me now, and so I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna give them a call, but I think I'm gonna take those up and just have them, cu- you know, cut in half basically. So maybe I will save the top part and yeah. do something fun with that. Call them Florida chaps, and it's like because the Florida bros just wear like board shorts when they ride anyway and it, it's just like chaps <laughs> that cover your board shorts <laughs> that's awesome so in the summer i'll wear the top half and then in the winter i'll wear the bottom half that makes so much fucking sense yeah yeah i'm, I'm in on that that's a great idea i think yeah. mike you're gonna have to maybe we should make this a trip you guys bring your weird leather stuff I don't. I don't own weird leather stuff. I was gonna say, please, ex- please expand uh, on I'll that. Share. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The okay. only the only leather that I need repaired is a uh, uh, sheath for a knife. But he has all that stuff too. Oh, yeah. I'll like he had lots it. of knife yeah. stuff. And- I was gonna say because I'm pretty sure I went in that store. I guess I was mixing it up with that hat store. I do remember that hat store only sells hats. But yeah, that place, dude. They do like basically anything you could think of. And they could ask him to make you a fucking coffee mug, and he would cobble it together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What is your What is your Lowe's? I don't know. I can know it. It's totally not bike related. Um. Mike t- should never bring you down. Right. So I, I commend you for this one. Um, my kids had the book fair this week and it's been so annoying. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> she had to spend time with their kids. Yeah. No. Read books. That no. Was it was low. giving them money for all these pencils and bookmarks yeah. and anything but a book. Right. Do you, do you know the word no? I do. It's they, but they earned their own. This was all like they earned their own money, but then it was like you know, one other little thing here and there. And so, was it their own money or your own money? It was a little of both. Oh, okay, it's the mom guilt. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say it starts with an N and it ends with an O, and in the middle, it's no. You can get whatever you want because mommy don't want to hear you boo-hoo. Basically, like, yeah, yeah shut the starts, F up. Starts with an N and ends with an O, but there's a lot in the middle because you don't want you don't want to hear them cry about it. Yeah. No, I remember when my kids were were that age too. And it, it ends fast. I mean, every stage, you know, there's a stage when they like only want you'll go to a fucking God, you'll go to a, a goddamn racetrack and they'll see a plush animal and they're like, oh my God, I want the plush yes. animal. And you're like, how did they even spot a plush, a plushie at a fucking racetrack? But then you'll go to like the book fair and yeah, they want everything but a book. Who wants to fucking read? And then they get older and, you know, they just want you yeah. to shut up and leave them alone no matter what it is. So yeah, the, the, this, this is a transient stage at least. But yeah. Um, let me see. My highs. And lows. Yeah. yeah. So my highs this week. I almost don't have any. The, the the high that I have is that uh, 
I'm talking to you fools. And if that's that's sad as enough as it is, then then yeah, so be it. But I am glad to be talking to other adults <laughs> about motorcycle stuff that isn't work related. Let's just put it that way. And uh yeah, yeah. the highs like I mean, Mike is here, so you have another like male friend, to talk yeah. shop with. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, because you can't talk shop, right? No, I'm too busy riding. Exactly. I know. She rides more than anybody I know. And in the meantime, she doesn't, you know, it's hard to talk about, about I, her. Weekend. I see a lot of pictures of her in a car. <laughs> yeah. You saw my one yesterday uh, in yeah, my yeah. and bike. How many people she, can roll their I, tongue, by the way? I could taco my tongue. You know, I got it, so many videos of people back to me rolling their tongue like a taco. Well... They wanted to prove you wrong because not That's, a lot of people can do that, but it sounds like everyone on fucking earth that can decided so, to send it back. I, I would make the argument that it's one of the things that Kim secretly really likes. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was her like, it's like the no, I don't like that. <laughs> Definitely yeah. don't yeah. send me a Does picture of you rolling your tongue like a taco. She, she's got like a kink up for people. Mike. But that'd be the other funny thing is if at Kernville you saw her eating French fries and instead of like a normal human being <laughs> using her finger, she was like rolling her tongue and like grabbing them out of the, or drinking out of a straw by rolling her tongue. Like you that's know, just her. <laughs> someone sent me a video where it's not the taco roll, but it's like where you like kind of the wavy tongue thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, like. My mom could do that. And I think I can. I just can't see myself doing it. My tongue, you know, it's not like my eyes. They don't, they bend down, but they don't bend that far down. Uh, and I can't see my own tongue, but I can make a lot of crazy shapes with my tongue. But I don't, my mom used ever, to do it look like a piece of, like a piece of bacon. You know? <laughs> so you, you have a house, right? And in your house, there's a room with a toilet. I'm not allowed in that room. There. I'm not allowed in that room. Okay, okay. That that's fair. Um we're gonna cut you, you off decide. before you bring up some traumatic, <laughs> <laughs> traumatic I issues. wanna hear where this is going. Quiet. Well, uh, if you ever do gain access to that room or even sneak in, you know. It's worth <laughs> now it. Now we're talking. It's worth it. Go um, on. There's there's a special part of that of one of the walls, maybe more than one of the walls, depending. Right. Eli but, five. Eli five. What are you talking about? What is this thing? It's a portal to another dimension, but the thing on the other side of that portal, it looks just like you. It does. It mimics you. It's like a mimic. It's um, but is that if you do it, then the thing on the other side does it too. So you can go find out if you can roll your tongue and this stuff. This sounds like a piece of evil sorcery, and I refuse to be a part of it. My my family raised me as a Luddite, and this sounds like a piece of space technology that I'm sure is <laughs> ages away from what I... Is it similar to my reflecting pool, the water, the, the water bowl that I look in every morning to kill my hair? Yes. <laughs> it's just like your reflecting pool. Okay. It's the, the, so, so it's like a reflecting pool. But okay. it's perfectly still all the time. Focus, you guys. I can't Focus. fucking handle. I cannot handle that. That is too much for me. Uh, I'll move on to my low before I before I feel like we're. Is Mike a witch, Kim? Did you say a wizard was coming on today or a motorcyclist? <laughs> I'm on that wizard gang money shit. A <laughs> warlock. A yeah. warlock is in the house. Um, my low this week. I was just talking to to um, double sided, uh, double sided Dawson about it before the show is, uh, <clears throat> this last weekend was supposed to be spent, uh, doing a couple little motorcycle projects and including 
my friend Brady came over last week and rode his uh, GS1100. No, no. What's the fucking... He's got a Suzuki. I guess it is a GS1100, right? Yeah, because Goldwing is GL. And uh, yeah, so GS. GS1100 is a little old you know, classic sport bike. And basically something hit him in the leg when he was uh, coming down from uh, Santa Clarita down here to the, uh, you know, the wastelands. And when he got down to my house and he was getting ready to get back on his bike to go back up home, <laughs> he looks down and half of his fucking fairings missing. So what had happened was the belly, half the belly pan ripped off and hit him in the leg. And what he thought was that like, uh, a, something from the road had bounced up and hit him. And then he realized when he got to my house, it was half his, the, the left half of his fairing. So he rips off the Dang. right half of his fairing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His belly pan, which most belly pans come in, in two pieces and they bolt to the side fairing somewhere. So his is no different. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, I guess this bike is is I was gonna sell it for like two thousand. Now I guess I'm gonna sell it for like sixteen hundred or twelve hundred, you know, <laughs> without extra bodywork. So the thing is, I got his bodywork here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cast it for him probably in in fiberglass. I do you know fiberglass stuff now and then, so I might do it in fiberglass and then just reverse it. Even though I have no clue if the left side was actually a mirror image of the right side, but usually that's how motorcycle fairings try to try to work i know you know you could look at a uh r1200 or i'm sorry the uh, bmw s1000rr and go hey wait that's not 100 right is it but i think on the older bikes they try to mirror images so what i do is like make a mold flip it reverse it like missy elliott said and uh do a couple make i'm gonna make him a, a new belly pan basically um for his old ass uh GS, so they could still get a little bit of cash for it. Is that like that, when you're mm-hmm. when like the when the moms have those the baby showers and they do like a belly cast mm-hmm. and then she has yeah. that to remember? So you're just gonna like do that and then put that on the front of the bike? Yeah, and why don't they do the the boobies? Because you really sometimes you remember. do. Yeah, I, I think that's ones. far more important yeah. than the belly. Because when you're pregnant, like my wife. I I'm not a fan of really huge boobs, but when my wife was pregnant. Uh, her boobs quadrupled in size. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm never going to see this again ever. Uh, and, and it's not that I want it 24-7, but I mean, this is a, a moment to mark. A belly cast with the boobs, ladies, if you're going to do the belly and cast. And then make that a fairing on your bike. Holy like, shit. Like with the windshield. I, I, think that, I think that you just unlocked a new uh, level, Kim. I think what I've been missing this whole time is that I shouldn't be casting motorcycle parts as replacement, I should be yeah. pregnant women and your belly pan is just big titties <laughs> and a belly hanging, like a literal <laughs> belly pan. Oh my God, I've been I, missing the I think that mark. would be wonderful. I've instead been of like, mark. instead of it being like Memphis shades, it could be like Memphis lades or something. Like. <laughs> right. Well, and we'll if you've it. got two, if you've got two headlights, problem yeah. solved. Hey, those could go right in the tits. Yes. And uh, my my buddy Siddons, who's been on the show a couple of times, has a, a special effects company and he has a vacuum former that we can vacuum form clear, you know, we can put clear titties and attach them to the belly. This is a fucking This is happening. Show. This, this is happening. show has unlocked so many new We're breaking new my, ground, folks. My new, uh, th- this is why, this is my high this week. And, uh, this is exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, the, moving on to the lows, uh, my low, uh, talking to uh, Double Sided Dawson this week about it. Um, oh, yeah, this, this this started it all. So so instead of me working on all these projects that I had uh, uh, queuing up, um, <clears throat> including looking for $800 motorcycles that I could flip for profit, uh, I, was, I went out to the... Um, 
Whoa. I went out to the old uh, shed where my other two-wheeled passion, bicycling, is, and um, and all my moto camping stuff. And I started to move some of the moto camping bins around, and I noticed this treacherous labyrinth on the floor, uh, which kind of looked like mold, kind of looked like, you know, a, a bunch of weird mushrooms growing up through the floor. But what it was was termite trails. And termites had basically eradicated like one half of my storage shed. So what I had to do instead of spending time working on the bikes, doing stuff in the garage, was pulling everything, all my camping gear and all my bicycles out of the storage shed and replacing the freaking floor. And I I guess I haven't really stayed up on the price of plywood. Uh, oh, it's or- awful. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I literally was picking my son up from school the other day and I was watching these dudes run like, I don't know, five or six uh, pieces of like sheetrock or yeah, I guess it was like drywall or something up a ladder. And they ran about 10 of them up up the ladder. And I was like, hey, son, they just ran up about like $1,000 in, in sheetrock up that up that ladder just now. Like uh, what used to be like 20 bucks, uh, you know, a thing is now like $100 a slab. So long story short, um, old Junkmeister went the cheap route. I bought the, the the minimal pieces of plywood that I could, and um, they were some weird pre-cut. It was so weird because the building material plywood was expensive. But if you already went and got like some treated shit that you were going to build, like a, I don't know, it was it was it was really weird because it was really nicely. It looked like it was really refined uh, and really. Um, pre-sealed all the shit that was way cheaper than the shit for just uh contracting so i think they understand like nobody's buying this shit Eighty-five thousand people a day are buying this construction shit but nobody's buying this like you know pre-treated i'm gonna build a little cabinet out of this so i went and bought that and i was like oh shit so now my my shed has some really nice flooring in it uh that actually looks really nice um and doesn't look like just chipboard you know uh and i think it'll be a little harder for termites to eat into it because uh, it, it's not softer than, you know, my, top of my skull. But that was my low because, I mean, that set back the whole entire weekend. Uh, I've been spending the last couple of weekends doing house shit, not bike shit. So that's that's my lows for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to have a bonfire with the girls. Um, oh, Mike, I think I forgot. I'm, I canceled it. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I, I just gathered. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know... Um, with the girls, but Mike was invited. Um, no, I think it's supposed to rain a little this weekend, like not a ton, but yeah, yeah that's a low too. Cause hell yeah, I know my daughter's going to a, um, uh, pool party tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, good, good luck. What are you going to swim? She's like, we're going to be wet already. And I was like, that's thinking like a kid. We're yep. already going to be wet. A parents always go, oh, you're going to get electrocuted or, uh, you know, cold, super cold. But kids are like, oh, it's already going to be wet. I was like, well, there you go. Um, hey, let's bump into the next section, which is the word of the week. You guys ready for this one? Sure. So <clears throat> uh, this happens where every week we're going to pick a we pick a word that people put on our, uh, we have a Facebook group called Word of the Week and people go down there once in a while. They haven't recently, but in the past, they were really engaged. Um, left us a bunch of words of the week, enough that we have a surplus of it and we can kind of backtrack and start over with some of those words now. This week's Word of the Week is going to be Wisconsin. So nobody fucking say it after this or I'm going to be, I'm going to go nuts because I don't know what we're going to do if Mike says it. We have to have him back on the show to pay for his sins. But how this works is um, if you say the word of the week, 
the next week or, you know, at, at some point in the future, you have to do a little curse. Our thing was going to be that if, if, if somebody noticed that we said the word of the week, uh, I was going to send them something out of my pile of junk. I have a junk box from stuff from the uh, old studio. Well, somebody on Instagram noticed after our episode two weeks ago, because Dawson, we were we recorded in uh, person together. We didn't have a word of the week. So the show before that, the word of the week was creative. And I went and said it like <laughs> five minutes after we said it. You did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I didn't notice. Um, but we'd been so good for a couple episodes there. And then I went and blabbed it like two, two minutes. I said creative writing or something like that. Uh, so I have to do a punishment since the person that didn't respond, uh, that noticed it didn't respond. A few other Aww. people mentioned it too. Brian Honeycutt, uh, a couple of the listeners of the show said, hey man, you said it. And I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, so this week I'm going to make up for it since the original uh, <clears throat> person that noticed it didn't step up for their you know, they probably don't want a piece of studio junk, right? Who wants that? Could be a piece of drywall, but now that I know that that's worth $85, I am not getting rid of that. Uh, but so this week on the show, my curse, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a curse. Um, and so my curse is going to be that uh, I will have to, if, if I say something that's like a piece of like, um, not pop psychology, but like an idiom, like, hey, uh, that's a really run of the mill sort of thing, you know, run of the mill top, you know, top of the crop, cream of the crop, whatever, whatever it is. If I say something that's an idiom, <clears throat> I'm going to have to change one of those words. So I've already been thinking about how I would do this run of the mill, like you know, run of the mile, something, you know, saying something as stupid as that, like just changing it up so that it doesn't quite make sense. That's going to be my curse for this week. If you guys notice that I say an, an, uh, something that's kind of like a phrase or an idiom and I don't change it, call me out on it. I'll change it right on the spot, but that's going to be my curse this week. Cause I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come up with some tricky, uh, idioms if I want to use them. Uh, anytime this week. So I will, I will, uh, I will try to abide by that. Like I said, if you guys catch me out, uh, you know, call me out on it and I'll, and I'll change my phrase. But, um, but yeah, so this week's word of the week is Wisconsin. And if any of us says it, uh, we're going to have to make up for it. So Mike, if you say it, you're going to have to come back. Uh, Why in the world would we say that word? Well, you might ask yourself that, but we did a whole episode of places that listened to us. I and can't recently, even point that out on the map. You know that, right? Kim, <laughs> listen. I wouldn't admit that. No, you, I don't you, care. You can't point out Nevada on a map. No, but, uh, that one's still close. Right. We pointed out on a map. It's See, she's near not near Arizona. It. Yeah, it's well, like so north. is Mexico. Um, <laughs> Excuse me? Which, it's near Arizona? Yes, it is near Arizona. <laughs> Which side? Which side of Arizona is it near? It's north. north, north. Uh, you're getting closer. All right. So perfect. So, yeah. It's so, a gazillion paces north. <laughs> good, good job. At least, you're, at least you're using the correct measurement, uh, unit measurement. So we're going to use Mike's uh, gold wing, I think. We're going to use the horn on this baby. Uh, to chime in the word of the week so we can say Wisconsin all we want right now. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, we might as well say it a hundred times before it goes live because it's going to go live right now. So don't actually say it because it's about to go live right now. Mike, go ahead and reach over to that horn button and blast it. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. 
Amazing. So the word identical to the horn. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Uh, So the word is live. We can't say it, or we have to. uh, If somebody calls us out, we'll send them something from the junk box if they claim it. And uh, if not, we'll have to have um, Mike back on to do a curse. So, all right, cool. Also, uh, I wanted to say thank you for our new Patreon supporter who is not from that state, which shall not be mentioned. uh, yeah, your swags, your swags in the mail. So we got a new Patreon uh, supporter this week. I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Jeremy Auto ASE on um, Instagram. We tried to roast his bike. We used to have a segment called Roast My Bike, and we had we have a little theme song to it. It's really great. It's actually a cool thing, but we're just not the bikes roasted us. You know what I'm saying? Like in Russia, bike roast you. So we never succeeded. The bikes always actually ended up making an ass out of me and whoever tried to roast them. Uh, so he has proven he's got this like crazy Mad Max, uh, SV650 and he has won yet like his sixth or seventh bike show award with it. And we were, we, me, you know, me and Wiggins tried to roast it. Uh, we did a horrible job and I'd love to see this thing. Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you a, a link. Um, like maybe I can get on Instagram and uh, send it to you, but yeah, he's, he's won another award. So, shows you what we know and it shows you why the bike won on that one the bike roasted us <coughs> excuse me so yeah congrats to him again on another another victory and rubbing it in our face that we really suck and can't even talk shit about a bike uh and yeah so with that let's move on into our first round of uh our first actual real segment now that we're like what 50 minutes into the show 40 minutes into the yeah. show but uh, i think we made a pretty good pretty good uh Uh, entry here. Let's take a quick little break and uh, we'll come right back. Looking for a high quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today, and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. All right, everybody, we are back, and uh, it's time to get into some... Upcoming events. Uh, double-sided Dawson, you got anything that's exciting coming up? Um, Next week is, which is the first weekend in October, is um, Kernville Campout, which we've already kind of been talking oh, about. Shoot, yeah. So excited. Yeah. It's like the year, like that's the year event for me. Uh, so it starts on Friday. Some people are going up Thursday, um, up at Frandy campground and that's a Biltwell event. 
put on for the weekend and they did release more tickets. Um, if anyone's wanting to go, I think it's like 120 bucks for the weekend, but that includes your campsite and beer, like Iron Fire, Modelo. They usually have Sailor Jerry. Also, like in the evening, all, like all you can drink until it lasts. Um, I think which I'm guessing is like half an hour. <laughs> uh, no, it it lasts much longer than you would they think. They space it out each and night. You get. Mm-hmm hammered wow. they don't know how to they don't know how to pour a drink in the best kind of way wow. it's a wonderful time <laughs> nice it's like when i used to know i used to date a bartender and they would pour it quote in your favor right yeah. yes oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like the rum awesome. is like a splash of coke and then right. the beers are uh don't even quote me at least they're big they're, they're not the, they're 16 they're not, ounce cans yeah 16 ounce get good. So they're not little 12 ounce, you know, no. 12 ounce just makes me more thirsty. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they have uh, the yard games going on. And- yeah. I've never gone because I'm more of, believe it or not, uh, I'm more of like a small group type of fella. Right. But uh, I mean, I've gone to plenty of like mods versus rockers campouts up here and they were fun as hell. It's where I met like a lot of my really good uh, race friends at. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was years ago and I, I kind of like to, keep it chill but this does sound pretty fucking rad like i don't know and i i did read that they f- quote found more tickets and i'm assuming mm-hmm. that they were a little less than capacity or maybe they uh didn't get what they were hoping for so they it was more, so that's awesome it was related to the river the size of the river that's what and it was. the spots like how high it was and the spots that were available because there are some yeah. really nice spots down by the water um, there's usually a couple hundred people that do go to the event. Um, so it's just cool to see like, a, you know, all your friends from kind of everywhere come to one spot for the weekend. Yeah. That's going to be, that's awesome. It's going to be awesome that you're going to see Mike. Cause you were telling me the mm-hmm. day that you're like, tra- been trying to avoid him recently. And you're like, oh, I know he's kind of like, I would avoid me. <laughs> he like, I don't blame anyone. He uses his photography as like, a, um, Oh, what's the word? Like that's his excuse to like take pictures of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. That's what it is. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I. I'm just. You know. Yeah, he's a, a really good photographer. That's what they say. Yeah, Dude, everybody with the camera is a creep. That's what makes the best photographers. Otherwise, you're too shy to uh to scoot you in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like to approach strangers and just take pictures of strangers. It's a good time. Yeah. Me too. You know. Uh, it's how, also how I did a little prison stint though. So just for you, <laughs> professional tip, pro tip. You know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Uh, but you this, just got to run faster than the cops. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> this weekend too, which pro tip. <laughs> I forgot there was um, that stellar moto camp out in Bisbee oh, right. this weekend. So yeah, yeah. I'm curious to kind of like see how, um, hear from some people how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that looked fun. That was like another co-ed camp out. And then it's, this is until March, but the prowl also released their dates for Bisbee, which is like another kind of chopper show out in Arizona. So that's in March. Um, I don't have any other things like right on the calendar coming up, but I saw you have quite a bit junky on your yeah. list. Yeah. Do you have anything, Mike, that's coming up or that you're doing? Because it sounds like you're into uh, 
taking photographs of people. Is there anywhere that we can go to watch you take a picture of somebody and see if you are in fact faster than cops? Yeah. Um, so I mean, as far as events tomorrow night, the 30th, I have the raccoon King moto bonfire. It's a biker bonfire happening in San Diego. Um, open invitation. It's somewhere. I don't know. Look it up on Instagram. Raccoon King will be able to point you in the right direction. I've got that. I'm doing photos of that. And then the, um, SoCal bike drags on the 21st of October happening at Barona Speedway. I'm doing photography at that event as well. Um, and then, you know, I might just show up outside your window and take a couple pictures. Damn, hell yeah. I might have paid you. Wink, wink. He, he's yeah. going to do that at Kernville, too. He's going to go up to 10 oh, yeah. and, like, just and, oh, open yeah, them up real ab- fast. And- absolutely not not happening. Nope. I was going to say, is, is that what the Sasquatch rumors were last, last year? It was just <laughs> him wandering around 10 to 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I take my shirt off and Fucking just walk around. A geely suit. Uh, yeah, that's sick. Um, those, those events, I know, uh, if you enter, uh, the SoCal bike drags with the Hellcat Rambler, you get uh, 87% off or something like that. Yeah. 99.9%. <laughs> 99.9% off of shirts, uh, on people named Kim. But if you get 20%, <laughs> if you just enter Hellcat, I think in the, uh, Hellcat. Uh, sign ups yeah. for it. Um, yeah, I do have something this weekend. So you better believe your ass. This is going to go out tonight. Uh, Willow Springs Roundup is happening. I think it's happening actually as we're recording this. I think there are some people heading up to Willow Springs right now. Today's the 29th. Yeah, there's people up there right now camping um, and having a fucking blast. Uh, the Walt James Stadium, which is the uh, flat track up at the Willow Springs facility, is where it's all going down. They have a really big flat track, usually event up there. Um, I was talking to Brady and uh, Brady sent out a press release uh, earlier this week. This may be, it's the, uh, I forget how many, what, you know, how many times they've done this, what annual version of this it is, but they've been doing it for quite a while, at least the last like, you know, 10 years, I think that I've been keeping up with it. Um, And this may be the last time that Classic Enterprises can put it on because, the fucking the price of water has tripled, um, and they they need a water truck. You know you don't want to, you know, two laps around the track and it's a fucking dust bowl and you can't see anything. That's not good for racing, <laughs> you know, unless you like racing uh, in the London fog sort of thing. Um, so yeah, the water truck water was super expensive, and of course in SoCal, I mean, uh, it's you know when 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 they have to like maybe cancel half of the Kernville campout spots because the river's so high you know we've had some pretty good rain so um but it's going away and so water's way more expensive um just to run the track with all the shit you know catching up from being shut down for 2 years from covid and all that everything is everything is really spiking of course we're going through like this weird inflation time too so so all these services to run the track event it's kind of adding up and without, um, you know, vendor. Well, it, it, it's kind of funny because it's, it's just at the dirt track. And so there's not like the streets of Willow where there's a huge paddock area to set up a vendor area and have like a whole cool event, but you still do kind of do a little bit of that stuff. But without the support of a whole bunch of other, uh, people chipping in, uh, the classic enterprises coffers, are a little low. They just do stuff on an event by event basis. Um, and, and if not enough people sign up to re- you know register to do it, guess what? They don't have the money to, to put it on. So this may be the last year it goes on just because 
to pay for the EMTs, to pay for the water, and to pay for the you know maintenance of the the track, um, it's gone up a little bit. So, long story short, uh, get out there if you're hearing this now. If you're hearing this on Friday, just drive up and check it out. Uh, if you're in the area tomorrow, and uh, you may be seeing the one one of the one of the last kinds, so it might be like seeing the um, white rhino lay down for the last time. Is that the white ones or the black ones that are? There's only one left in the world. I think it's the white. I think one. it's the white one. Yeah. I think it's the white rhino. Yeah. So this might be the white rhino laying taking its final sleep uh, at the Walt James Stadium. Go out there and, and watch an event uh, die. Sadly, um, October seventh. This is this is like right out in your neck of the woods, Kim. The 34th annual, and this is one of those things we were joking about last time when someone's like, "Hey, this is like the the, the 97th running of the blah blah," and you're like, "This is the first like time the I electrical ever light parade at yeah. Disneyland." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Uh, the 37th or the 34th annual uh, parking lot sale at the Chaparral Motorsports out in San Bernardino, Bernardino. I put San Bernardian. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I must've been wasting. I was, try- I-, I was trying to figure that one out. I thought, you I, were, I thought you were trying to say that it was going from October 7th to the 34th. <laughs> yeah. They, well, it may be, I'm not, I'm not putting it on, so it could be. Um, <laughs> it was really confused by the 34th. <laughs> yeah. October 7th to 34th. Uh, doesn't October have 34 days? I uh, yeah, remember. every three yeah, it's years. The, it's the only month with 34 days. <laughs> it's the missing ones from February end up in October, right? That's how they balance yep. the year out. I, I think that's how it works. Yeah, it's recovery time from all the Halloween parties. It is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and so San, in San Bernardian, or is that what I wrote here? Yeah, San Bernardian. Uh, it's where it's happening. It's it's eight to three, uh, one day only, and the the do the flyer I got for it was like a whole newspaper. Uh, there's going to be so much, of course, it's going to be a lot of motocross stuff and a lot of desert stuff side by side, uh, street, you know, tires. They have, they have some street tires, but uh, they have a lot of ADV dirt and side by side tires, side by side wheels. Uh, that's like most of the side by stuff. Everything else is like motorcycle, motocross, you know, gear bags. So if you're not into motocross and all that stuff, they still have bitching gear bags that are built for people to, you know, throw around a track and all this and that. So they're, they'd be good for you to throw on your, you know, back of your sissy bar or something. You know what I'm saying? Like these are things are built pretty tough. Um, lots of tools. So there's a lot of stuff that crosses over to, to, um, at least metric street bikes. I can't think of anybody that makes a, uh, uh, SAE dirt bike. So Kim, you're out of luck, but for, you know, Mike's Goldwing, there might be some, some tools, some metric tools in there that they're selling that actually made small for motocross that he could throw in his, you know, uh, yeah, that's actually bags. Yeah. The, the bags of luxury. So little, little known fact the Goldwing has its own toolkit. Yeah, every right, tool, every tool you need to work for the, on the bike is in this toolkit. Yeah. It is so sick. I know. Um, they're disgustingly the, wonderful vehicles and I'm, that's a, I'm, I'm still reeling from, from your discovery and your purchase. I'm going to do a walk around video to, to really sell this bike to people. This is, uh, I'm not lying. I love the gold. I have yeah. fallen in love in the short time. Yeah. Um, on the, the, uh, topic of a sale, um, on October 1st in Lakeside, California is the oh, Lakeside yes. car and bike swap meet. Right. Um, this is like a chopper chopper thing. So if you're into choppers, Harleys, um, or classic cars, I know they're doing cars and trucks, cars, trucks, and vans now too. It's at the Lakeside Rodeo Grounds. That's one I'm actually very excited for. That's Sunday. It's 
three miles from my house. So yeah. you can expect me to go just walk around, you know, you never know what you're going to find at those kinds of events. Yeah. Junkie used to live there like in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Bro, I moved from Arkansas to Lakeside and it really, it really wasn't a huge shift to be honest. It's, it's really <laughs> not. It's the, it's the South of San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And, uh, and I lived on a horse ranch when I lived, I, I lived over by San Vicini Dam. So I, it's, I, oh, I, okay. that part of Lakeside is still kind of the sticks. I mean, it's mostly horse ranches, even though I think yeah. that a lot of the older horse people are dying and probably like people that aren't into horses are buying their properties now. But, uh, but yeah, that was all farms and horse ranches when I was a kid. And, um, yeah, dude, that's that hill that mountain is where I learned to ride dirt bikes and shit. But yeah, so I used to live there and yeah, guarantee we used to go to the rodeo because I lived on a horse ranch and we had to go, you know. You had to go to the rodeo. It's part of living there. I'm I'm super, yeah, I went to Cal Pie High when I was a kid, which is, you know, you could see the rodeo from our football stadium at school, you know, fifth period and it stunk like cows. It's because the rodeo was in town. But um. Yeah, man, that uh, it's cool to see that they're turning the rodeo into like a chopper, you know, chopper thing. I think California Cliff Cavins had a lot to do with that. I I think I'm not. I could just be totally bullshitting, but he's. I know he's there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's I've, just I've why. met him there. Um, yeah. and, and, and no, because he's San Diego local. Yeah. Um. Really, really cool guy too. Yeah. Uh, ta- talented builder. Never going to have um, him on the show as a result. He's too talented to be on. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I, you're on the show because Kim brought you on here. Otherwise I, pr- I probably would have never reached out as well. Too, too smart, too talented. Um, oh, okay. Everybody yeah, else kept like denying, like yeah, flaking. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we'll you. try yeah, Mike. Coming on. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I knew it wasn't because it was, I was smart and talented. I'm like the sixth round draft pick for a podcast. There you go. Um, <laughs> Everyone else said no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Not sixth really, round. actually, truthfully. I'm sixth round draft pick for a host, so uh, <laughs> you fit in perfectly. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome. I totally forgot. I did see that coming up, and and yeah, that uh, I forgot about that. Also, yeah, I don't have this on the calendar, but I get emails, and I totally forget them. Quarter Lane, I think it's at this place called the Pub. House or the public house, uh, Coeur d'Alene, every, the first Tuesday, I think, of every month. So next Tuesday, the 3rd, I think is, is what it's going to be. Um, classic bike night uh, happened at the public house there in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene's only about six or seven streets long from what I have heard. So you can't, you, you probably can't drive down five streets. And if you haven't found it by then, it's on the last street you're going to drive down. Um, but yeah, it's a classic, classic bikes. Um, all 17 of them that are in Idaho show up at this place. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and I totally forget about that every month when they send me the reminder. Um, October 14th, this is something I'm very excited about. Um, double-sided, if you get a chance, you got to come up here. Um, October 14th in uh, CV Park, which I think stands for Crescenta View Park, uh, in La Crescenta, California, is Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Uh, this I think it's the 11th annual event of this. If it's not, it's the 8th. I'm like, I know that's a huge disparity, but just, just, you know, whatever. Just show up for it. It is Southern California's largest mini bike show probably only mini bike show and uh, what yeah and people come from all fucking over like f- people are coming from like baltimore people are coming from 
uh, you know, everybody from Arizona comes over here, but people are coming from like Ohio, Baltimore, uh, Northern California, which California is so long that it's the same distance from like NorCal, like Sacramento to here as as it is from Baltimore to here. So yeah, people come from all (laughs) over the country to this thing. Uh, When I went last time, I met these dudes from the AVR, which is the Antelope Valley Racing Club. And those fools out in the, out in Antelope Valley, you you could imagine, Mike. I mean, I don't know how often you get out that way, like to Palmdale and all that stuff. But there's like shit out there. So there's nothing out there except for yeah, Oakland. no, the, the, yeah. it's it's the desert. There's Dude, it's nothing where, there. Yeah, it, it, you, in the fifties, it's where they tested a bunch of rockets and shit. So there's a bunch of like space shit out there, and as a result, they needed a bunch of open space with nothing around it. So that's still pretty much largely what it is. And these fools build these mini bikes that go like 120 miles an hour on like six inch wheels. You know what I'm saying? Like I would love to see that. Yes. It's, it's awesome. And then they have everything from like little stuff like that. You'll see original monkeys, like the original fifties. Yeah. Those are so cool. Some Charlie's like the first time I ever saw a Charlie was there. Uh, some like, you know, JDM Japanese domestic market shit will show up. Uh, and you get builders like Steady Garage, who is like five minutes from my house. They bring all their shit out there. And they're a company that does, you know, small displacement bikes for a living. Um, dude, they they bring their stuff there. And that's like not what you end up looking at. You, lo- you end up looking at all these other things that people have built. Everything from like these crazy Coleman's that, you know, look like Mad Max rode in on it to these. I saw a 650cc Predator engine mini bike that when I was looking at it, I was like, holy shit, this is a mini, it's a mini bike frame, but it's a little bit bigger than all these other mini bikes. And when I looked at it, it said 650 on it. I was like, this is a fucking 650 CC mini bike. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. And, and and like I said, you know, mini bikes, you buy the frame and put the whole thing together yourself. So you, you never know what you're going to see. If it, it could be a bicycle with a motor on it or a built Bonanza or something like that. So yeah, Joe's mini bike reunion, uh, and he has a podcast that he uh, puts out too called Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast if you want to go hear about it a little more. But yeah, October 14th, it's coming up soon. It's going to be uh, a blast. It's going to be amazing. So I'm I can't, I can't wait to saving go. that on my phone. Yeah. It's free. It's free too unless you are unless you got a mini bike to enter. It's totally free. And uh, they, I, they I do. don't right now. Yeah, I know. I know. I went there and I've been jonesing for a mini bike for about the last three years because of it. And I was like, dude, I like the first afterwards, I was like, that was cool. And then every single day after that, I was like, huh, no, that really was cooler. And the more and more time went on, I've just like the last three years, I've been like, you know, fiending over them. And uh, there's actually two guys that ride little mini bikes through my neighborhood commuting on, commuting to work on them. And there are no plates, no lights. They're literally I like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is the spirit of adventure yes. that I live for. Yes. And these dudes are they're Polestar minis and the cops don't hassle them. I mean, we kind of live in an incorporated part of LA, so I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're driving downtown blocking traffic and shit like through Staples Center or whatever or whatever they call it now. But we're we're out here in the burbs and they're they're not messing with these guys and I'm like, fuck, that's one more reason to get a mini bike. Not only that, but like weekly they do these little mini bike rides through LA where like a hundred yeah. mini bikes will show up and go through LA. And it's like, Oh, I, yeah. I, I have wanted to do that for years now. So yeah, well, you hey, can cut me. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say October 14th, you're going to c- c- want to come up and see what's possible with the mini bike. Then they got, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, the mini bikes were 
a huge part of my childhood growing yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, any excuse for two wheels and a motor, the smaller, yeah. the better. A- well, and I, I, yeah. I feel too like anybody that's like 50 or older, like this is like on any Sunday, this is what people had back in the day and you just rode it around. You know, and nowadays it's like everything's illegal. You can have kids like on these little battery operated ones that go like one mile an hour. But back in the day, like people had these little things and they would ride all over and just for whatever reason, they have gone the way of the dodo. But this place reunites, you know, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion literally reunites everything you'll see like methane you know mini bikes that are running on methane and shit it's so nuts yeah october 14th put that on your yeah calendar. that's that's in my calendar for sure yeah mini bikes have such a special place in my heart yeah i, I can go i could do a whole podcast episode talking about yeah. mini bikes nice so well, the fact d- that you even mentioned it i'm smiling ear to ear yes yes you look like that creepy like picture <laughs> of the joker um dawson i want you to come up too because there's some that they fuck around with and turn them into choppers and like little Harleys and yeah. shit. So I don't know if you feel like bringing the kids, it's totally free to get in if you're I a spectator. So yeah. I'll be alone. <laughs> well, yes. Come alone, uh, buy some of the beer. Um, November 12th, we got the classic track day at Willow Springs International Raceway. Uh, that is going to be a practice day for the finals, which is, um, uh, actually, there's going to be some more racing the next weekend, November 18th and 19th. The Bagger Racing League is going to have their final round out at Willow Springs Raceway, and they're going to be supported by Classic Track Days. So November 12th is going to be basically a practice day. Get Come out, get your bike ready for the next weekend. Uh, classic Track Days, as usual, um, does support classic bikes, smaller displacement bikes, weird little bikes, stuff that you don't take to a normal track day where everyone's got their brand new fucking R1 and, you know, S1000RR and and all the gear and trailers and shit. This is for like DIY, vintage, you know, crazy shit that isn't really accepted at those places. That's what classic track day is for. So even if you got a modern bike, but it's kind of weird and nobody wants you at their track day, bring it out there. Um, and do it, do a little track day on the the 12th. And if you are a racer or have your race license, come back the next weekend, watch the bagger racing league, watch these big fucking Harleys and Indians ripping around Willow Springs international raceway. It is a, uh, it's a, it's a landmark. It's a world famous track where a lot of people, you know, made, uh, some of this technology that's, uh, you know, still around 50 years later. Uh, and you're going to see these Harleys, which really, um, I would make a joke about Harley not changing for 50 years, but in the last like five, they've really, <laughs> they've really changed a lot of shit. But, uh, but yeah, so bagger racing leagues and there's going to be classic track days there to add additional classes just so that, uh, the bagger guys don't have to race nonstop all day. They get a little break because the classic bikes are going to go out on there. All right. Wait, awesome. I have, I have one more thing on the events thing. Yeah, um, let's do it. Well, I don't even know if this is happening. All right, that's our show, everybody. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm sorry. Mean. Go for it. I know, I'm sorry. Um I would well, the whole time you were blabbing, I was like looking online. That's why I was <laughs> so quiet. But I was what I was trying to find was um in November, and I only know this because it's usually the weekend of my birthday. Is mm. it the International Moto Show or IMS? Like, is that? No, IMS quit. They don't, that's, they're not running IMS anymore. That's what I was wondering. I was trying to find stuff for it. So that's yeah. not happening anymore, huh? No, they quit doing that um, last year 
wait, was it 22? I think they said they're not going to do it anymore. Suspend. Yeah. yeah, like I think that must be the page I'm looking at because that one, yeah, so it has canceled or suspended. Yeah. Yep. In 2021, they, they, you know, 2020, they didn't do it. 2021, they did it um, at a bunch of outdoor venues, and that was really hard. And even if you can remember back to 2021, we still kind of weren't sure where things were going to be heading. Yeah. Like, you know, so they ended up doing it at the OC Fair, which I actually thought was pretty smart because it's a huge, the, the test rides were actually really good. At Long Beach Convention Center, the test rides sucked. So at the OC Fair, they were kind of cool, but... It also just wasn't the same turnout as it is at the Long Beach Convention Center. You know what I'm saying? There, it's a little further away from the um, freeway and, or, you know, the major freeway where all the people were used to coming into Long Beach is right there at the port. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think just the locations they had to pick around the country. It wasn't just a, a, the LA, it was around the country. They had to do them on like, they did them in a fucking horse ranch in Pennsylvania. So they could do ADV rides, but then people have to drive out to a fucking ranch in Pennsylvania. You know, it's just it was not very good when when you were having it in Philly and in New York and in and you know Long Beach, the turnout was way better. So they just they had to suspend it. But yeah, this would be the time of year. I am actually kind of sad. There is Rocky Point Rally coming up too. Uh, you just made that up. Come on. No, that's like no Rocky Points in November. Yeah, oh, it's wow. November tenth. I want to say. Yeah, there's a group going. I haven't been. I've been to Rocky Point, which is in Mexico. Um, for those that don't know, but yeah, there's a rally down there. So seems like it'd be Puente de Rocco or something like that <laughs> in Mexico. It's <laughs> <laughs> the English translation. Maybe okay. a last minute trip to Mexico. There you go. This time of year is excellent. They don't get hit with tropical storms or anything. Right. Where else would you go if, at this time of year that's getting kind of chilly? Like if you were to head to like the north, maybe. Like north of... Oh, like, that flyover state with the cheese, man. Yeah, what's that flyover yeah. state with all the dang cheese? <laughs> no, nobody's going for it? All right. Well, let's uh, let's scooch on in here to our next, our next uh, topic, which could be... Uh, the death of the show. We're going to be three hours long, probably. Uh, we're going to head into <laughs> no, I know. five. Un, I'm going to go take un- a nap and you guys, I'll come back in an hour for the next <laughs> okay. part. Okay. So our, our, our next segment, we're going to do a rapid fire, not worth the news, five unnewsworthy headlines. Uh, as you may have noticed or may have known, uh, the uh, Super Motocross Championships happened uh, la- uh, last weekend in uh, LA at the LA Coliseum, which is where motocross is supposed to have uh, kicked off in the United States back in 1973, I believe it was. So I thought they said motocross came to the States in 71, but they're saying 73. So this is the 50-year anniversary of motocross as a sanctioned event in the United States. Um, and as a result, Kawasaki has released their 50th anniversary edition KX450X. It's brand new. It's got a flashy, you know, purple... Uh, it doesn't look like a 70s, obviously, but they're trying to go for like some 90s uh, colorway with like a little tiny splotch of like neon purple. It's got new tuning, a new cylinder head, new smartphone connectivity, bar-mounted traction control switch, Brembo brakes, ODI bolt-on grips, um, Kawasaki traction and ride control uh, ride modes, um, and all that fun, fun stuff. 
Yay. Well, this is not news. And why is it not news? Because, well, <laughs> hey, Yamaha released the 50th anniversary YZ450F. It got a new cylinder head, the smartphone connectivity, advanced braking and ride modes, uh, which is basically what the KTRC is on the Kawasaki. This one actually comes in some cool colorways. It got everything that the Kawasaki did, <coughs> excuse me, except a new cylinder head, but it did get some bitchin' 90s colorways, bringing your mullet and farmer tan back into style. Um, it's got, this one's, the the YZ looks pretty rad. It's got like purple and pink and <clears throat> I want to say like aqua, like teal or something. Like it actually looks like a 90s color scheme on it. That uh, YZ looks like a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description of it. it. it <laughs> and I mean that, I mean that in the best way. I want one. Yeah. I'm looking at the the YZ250. It, it looks like a Taco Bell, and it's amazing. Never has looked like a Taco Bell been a compliment before, but you're absolutely 100% right. Yeah, this in this case, it is. Uh, I like it. I would... Yeah, of course you do. It looks like Taco Bell. Heck yeah. That's where you yeah. met your husband, you told me. <laughs> it brings all the fond memories. I would have, like, the burrito holder on there and yeah. some sauce I tell packets. You, one of the first, <laughs> oh my God, if that was, I thought you said exhaust packets and I was like, that's, <laughs> you, yes. One of the first times I ever did acid was at Taco Bell. And let me tell you, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. And don't write a KZ. You know, you may think, you may think you're in Taco Bell while you're, while you're tripping on acid. Um, uh, also to keep on the uh, super motocross vibe here, Triumph also showcased their 250 motocross bike at the LA Coliseum during the Super Motocross Grand Championship uh, finals. And why is that not big news? Well, because it's a fucking Triumph motorcycle, uh, dirt bike. That's not <laughs> not what they're entirely known for. Although I will say that Triumph had the OG Scrambler back in the day before they had a bike called the scrambler you would take like a t100 and get a scrambler kit with high pipes and all that shit and i mean i think that went back to like the 70s all the way to like the early 2000s and then they actually made a motorcycle called called the scrambler now which is less scrambler than the old one but this is an actual bespoke 250 motocross bike they're not you know buying a motor from qj and like everybody else you know going to china for a motor they are apparently uh, making this moto, uh, motor themselves in-house at Triumph. Um, and you know what? The guys jumped them two feet off the ground. So I know they, I know they at least got suspension as good as, uh, um, Bonneville. <laughs> so they, I don't, I don't think they skied them like, like you would expect. I, I think they were kind of light. So maybe they were prototypes, but, uh, they're black. So it's the first black, um, dirt bike I can think of that was like, you know, that's the factory color for it. So it's kind of interesting, but, um, but yeah, so there you go. Triumph and their new motorcycle, Yippee Yahoo. And it's not a, a parallel twin finally. Um, second on the list here, I forget what we were going to maybe replace this with, but I put Honda GP. So Honda, um, speaking of motocross, who fucking won everything in motocross, uh, congrats to, uh, Jet Lawrence, by the way, him and Ken Roxon battled it out. That was a pretty good, pretty good i think ken roxon uh, rode for honda for a bit but now he's back at suzuki but um but yeah honda gp uh man everybody's bailing well honda nobody can ride the honda gp bikes they built them for mark marquez i think when he first got injured in 2020 um 
I forget who the hell is like Paul Espargaro or someone was his teammate and I forget who was filling in for him, but they couldn't ride the Hondas. They basically built the Honda GP bike for Marquez. And as the years have gone on and Honda really hasn't done anything great, uh, the bikes are getting crappy. It's almost like what people used to say about the joke about the Yamahas. However, the Yamahas the, are using like last year's bike or like two-year-old bikes and they're beating a lot of people and so is Ducati. So Honda, uh, for all their worth and for all of the um, you know success that they had with Mark Marquez, he did the, basically the same thing that Jared Meese did in flat track, just came out and won like eight championships in a row. Um, and Valentino Rossi did that, I think, in... Uh, uh, I think when Valentino Rossi went, first started racing GP, he was racing with Honda, and I think he won a bunch in a row on us. You know, they've always had these great legacies, but right now they're struggling and they're sucking. And like Ducati and uh, Yamaha, I think, are running away with the with the GP championship. And Marquez, the star boy that can't even, um, you know, ride the bike now that they they built for him uh, a couple years ago. You know, they've they've just developed it to be unrideable. So Honda GP for all of the other great stuff that Honda is known for reliability, building great gold wings, you know, all of the cool shit that Honda does do. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about Honda next week. Uh, when we talk about trends in motorcycling, this may be like a, maybe like a, the canary in the cold mine. Uh, uh, there we go. That is my curse. I, I, I am supposed to say <laughs> canary in a cold, <laughs> cold mine, but uh, since I do have that curse, canary in a cold mine uh, is very apropos. Um, We're going to be talking about Honda next week when Mike um, has his long ride to Kernville. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I am nervous. You're going up Thursday, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, you're, at least you're at least you're not on an RC two one three V when you're going up there. That, I'll have to have you yeah. like share your location so I can check on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. So so Honda does make really good bikes. However, not GP. And rumor has it that Marquez is looking to bounce out of there, uh, and he will probably not finish his career on a Honda of all things, which is where he came in and took the. Uh, took the scene by storm by winning every single GP except the year that um, Lorenzo won it. He's won like seven in a row or something. He was on track to like beat Valentino Rossi, which Valentino Rossi has been racing for 20, raced for 20 years, I think it was, from like 93 to 2003 uh, or 2023. And um, Marquez came in and almost blew his record away within the first seven years that he raced. Because I think Rossi's only won eight. Marquez won seven and then crashed and hasn't won one since. So what a great rider. We'll just see how he does Like if he switches brands. Now we're going to come to the final bit, which this part we may... <laughs> Maybe we do another show next week because who knows how this how long this will go. Um, speaking of Honda, I did notice on their website uh, last week that the Transalp dropped and then sure as shit, everybody in the world was talking about it. But it's just like when, I don't know, there's been like Princess Diana died, but then Michael Jackson had an album come out and everyone forgot about it or some shit like that. There's, there's always something in the news that happens that's major. And then something else hits that's a bombshell and overshadows it. So everyone's been talking about the, you know, trans out for a couple of years now, and it actually hit the shores here, but it was overshadowed by uh, the BMW Nikon. Or, uh, I'll, Mike, if you want to, if you want to take the reins on this and tell us about the new <laughs> new BMW, 
Oh, oh yeah. They will. Yeah. The uh, the BMW R thirteen hundred Super Tenere. It's uh, <laughs> what a bike. Um, yeah. So a- as you know, I well as you know, you guys don't know. I love adventure bikes. I have a soft spot for heavy adventure bikes too. So the GS 1250, 1200, love those. I think that's a bike timeless, timeless design. Well, BMW in their grand into infinite wisdom went and fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's a BMW super tenure, put them side by side. And if it wasn't for the, uh, the motor being distinctly BMW, I don't think most people would know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You, oh, you know, what's funny is too, is that I joked years ago, you know, when I first um, got introduced to BMWs, I think they were 1050s and then they went to 11, 11, 50, 12, 12, 50. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to have, you know, pretty soon BMW is going to be using their K1600 motor in the, uh, <laughs> in this yeah, off-road right. bike. But I was joking uh, last year or the year before about, you know, BMW, not kidding, because everybody was bumping their bikes up, you know, to 50 cc's year after year for like three years in a row and i was like oh pretty soon you're gonna have a hayabusa sized adv bike well here it is bmw yeah. just released the 1300 gs um and i gotta agree with you it, it does look a lot like the super 10 which everybody totally forgets about everyone's got a boner for this tenere 700 and they totally forget about the tenere i think it's an 1100 um and I think it's because Yamaha didn't make it last year or the year before, like something like that. But I'm looking at this 1300, and you know what I see? I've been avoiding this bike all week. I, be, you know, I, the news came in. Uh, I heard about the press releases, got it at work. You know, all this shit, you know, come through, and I just want to avoid it because this thing. You know, I just, I don't know why. I know I'm going to have to deal with it at some point uh, for work reasons, but I just kind of wanted to like let that go. But now that you mentioned it and I'm looking at it, holy shit, it looks like they took a Yamaha Niken and used the Niken's front fairing to, and the Tenere, the, you know, the Tenere Super 10 and put them on this thing because that front maw is just gigantic it looks like a an air scoop just waiting to scoop everything up into the where the oil cooler is where i'm guessing it's the oil cooler under there the big old monoshock front end that they have um i feel like i feel like they went to um chad gpt and just said (laughs) cool looking motorcycle and they just took whatever images it generated this is where chad gpt turns on us this is where we this is where it goes wrong yeah yeah it, it it has distinct style but that just because it's distinct doesn't make it good folks no um, if you look at the Niken, the Niken is Yamaha's bike that has two front forks and two front wheels, but it's quote a motorcycle still. That front end, I guarantee, is is got to be the same width inches wise, if not maybe a, a, a one inch wider than this thirteen hundred. For no for no apparent reason, it's just out there and huge, like a big dust scoop. Uh, and you know what? I wonder. The X shape head- headlight BMW's always known for like their offset, you know, one big, one small. They've been the the GSs have been like that forever, right? 
Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if this X is a is shitting on the the uh, Ducati Desert X. I wonder if they're trying to just like, you know, they're trying to shit on Yamaha. They're trying to shit on Ducati subtly by making one bike that looks like all of their other ones, and they know people are going to buy it because it's a BMW GS. They're just like, uh, <laughs> absolutely no. It, it's it's really I I almost feel like it, it was a bet in an, in the office. Like, hey guys. <laughs> I can release this design. That's awful. Yeah. And people are still going to buy it. Oh yeah. Um, I have some, some views about BMW riders, uh, that I'm not going to share, uh, in public. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pompous. They yeah. buy the bike for the badge, like yeah. Harley riders. It's, uh, I, I don't know. They're there. This is going to sell. Hey, sh- there's two people on this call that have Harleys. I don't want to insult them. I, I have a Harley. I know you and Kim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I insult myself. Oh, believe me. I don't have a Harley because I like Harley Davidson. I have a Harley because I like my bike. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, this bike is like a very vagrant middle finger. Like, Hey, yeah. you're going to buy this because it has that BMW white and blue badge. Yep. And I know you're going to buy it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what this thing looks like. It's it looks like a failed transformer. Dude, yeah, you know, like it just it's so. The back end have always been pretty robust on these things because there's usually a carrier back there for a top box. Or there's like a platform that goes on the back of right. almost all the GSs. This one almost comes to a point like some weird sort of like like they're trying to also copy the um, Multistrada or something like there. It just doesn't look. The top view does not look BMW at all. BMW in the past, if you go look at all of their, I bet you twelve hundred bucks. I bet you thirteen hundred bucks. Are thirteen hundred bucks? If you go back and look at the twenty twenty three R twelve fifty GS, the badging on the sides where it says R twelve fifty GS, it's very precise. They're very German about their shit. And if you look at the letters GS on here, it's almost like they're abstract. They're not really like they're getting. Yeah, this is somebody's design. The fucking spark plug covers on the side. Everything of this just says like, "Hey, let's go, let's go crazy." Hey, first of all, ask Chat GPT <laughs> what a cool motorcycle would look like, and now ask him to take the Super Ten, uh, Multistrada, you know, a couple other, you know, CF Moto. Hell, I don't, I don't know who the hell they're ripping off here, but let's let's have them throw a bunch of these in there and see what they spit out, and then let's make it. Because yeah, even the Buell eleven twenty five CR has a sh- shallow, like a less wide front end than this is. Just this thing just looks disgusting to me. I know Kim has a bunch of opinions about it, and she's just being quiet, you know, for us, for our sake. I thank I just her for keep that. thinking you you were saying Tanger Ray. Like the mm-hmm. gin? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play a game. I'm going to make up a game where I say a liqueur and then I say a motorcycle and I can see see if you, Which I would one? expect you to win, but you know, <laughs> I, I just know you hear what you want to hear. I'm going to know more alcohol than bikes. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so while we're at it, Buell, I, I don't know if you follow Buells. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You missed have that you one. Have seen their Buell Baja 1190? Yeah. yeah. I cannot wait till those are available. Yeah, uh, I am. I am a big fan of Eric Buell. I, I think that that was the cool. Like those were. That's that's a cool Harley. Yeah. Like if you really boil it down, that's a cool Harley. Yeah. The the Lightning, that was, and still is one of my favorite bikes. Yeah. I think that's such a fun bike, and I really, 
I feel like that that Buell Baja, which won't ever see the production numbers of that GS, but if it it's a similar size bike and it's it looks really good, I feel like that would be a good alternative to the BMW yeah. if it ever actually releases. Yeah, you know the Buell. Um, back in the day, they had the Ulysses XB12, which is basically mm-hmm. a Buell lightning or firebolt i guess the firebolts were the 950s the lightnings were the 1200s something like that correct correct so yeah it was basically a a buell lightning with adv you know what we consider now to be an an adventure bike and yeah the new baja uh the new baja i think is looking pretty good they they definitely the people that took over buell have no they got their finger on the pulse you know what i'm saying they know what's going on absolutely and uh yeah that the beautiful bike much more beautiful than this bmw which every year the bmws get more ugly and i never thought i'd say that but they honestly are they're getting it, they they really are it's not a good looking bike anymore yeah. and when i was shopping for my harley i was shopping for another adventure bike don't ask me how i ended up on a sportster um I went to go ride a Pan America and ended up on a Sportster. Yeah, did you get the and, XL ADV? <laughs> yeah, I got the the XL ADV. It's the dual Sportster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, zing. All right. I, the no, I I I did not want the BMW because the BMW didn't look like older BMWs. Like I think yeah. the 2008 GS is one of the best looking adventure bikes ever. That bike looks so good. Yeah. And now, if you take an old GS, or not even old, old's relative, if you take a mid-2000s GS and put it next to one today, that mid-2000s is timeless. This one's going to look dated next year. Yeah. Yeah, everything as it gets more angular and weird, uh, you know, sometimes things can be more organic and rounded, like the BMW Scarver, the, um, I forget what the hell it was, the G... 650 something it was like the it was like a little 650 street bike that yeah. thing kind of does look dated it's got this you know a bunch of weird body shit on it and bmw tends to do that with their bikes they make them and they don't last you know but i agree with you that those i think that's still when they were 1100s maybe 1150s that year those still look great years later you see that generation of k bikes and G- and and r bikes and they still look good you still see them cruising around and you're like hot shit bmw made some pretty bitchin bikes and now like you said they started to look like retarded transformers um they they're looking more and more they're not dated now they look really really good now but in 15 years people are going to look back and go holy crap like what how is this adventure you know what i'm saying it's it's robot it's like sci-fi almost you know what i'm saying it just it really doesn't match you know what they need to do too look at the gear that people are wearing and match the bike to the gear because the more angular and pointed the bikes start to look the less you know less relevant you look riding this crazy you know bunch of triangles through the <laughs> desert you know you know listening to to you guys talk like makes me think in my head there should just be like a tender for motorcycles. (laughs) So like you guys can just sit and like swipe left or right on like bike pictures. And then it'll kind of, maybe this will even lead into like our topic for tonight where, you know, you'll kind of have this little category of what, you know, ones you like and ones you don't like. Yeah. And, uh, what a great segue. What's the bad way swiping, 
I don't know. I don't. The one app I don't have is Tinder. So sorry. You got Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> On Grinder, which way do you swipe? That's that's my favorite uh, <laughs> app to order a sandwich on. <laughs> oh, dude, Grinder is the best. Get a hoagie. Get a foot long. Zing zing. Wing wing. Um, yeah. So so that is a great segment. Look at look at uh, double sided Dawson coming in hey. with the uh, the power move here, wrangling us up like the cat herder that you are. Uh, the crab herder that you are, because cat herder is sort of like an idiom. Um, yeah, so this this week's main topic, great segment uh, segue. We'll just we'll just roll into this. I may put some stinger music over this. I may just you know put a whip sound here or something. Who knows what I'll put here? But um, yeah, the tonight's main topic is having OCD, which is uh, objective cycle disillusionment, <laughs> and that is yeah when you see something. Uh, when you see a motorcycle and this GS is a perfect example and you, you're expecting, you know, you, you have this notion in your head that this thing is called this, or this thing is, is in this segment. Um, and I'm going to get it and do that thing. And then bam, it hits you. You were very, you were being very subjective about your decisions. You're letting your emotions play with you. You were letting your visions of grandeur play with you and you quickly become disillusioned when either a you realize that that bike is not you know does not live up to the the marketing hype or b you actually try to do it which is worse you've made the purchase and you try to go do it and it's a failure like you t- you take your you know your Ford Bronco out and it doesn't actually climb over boulders like an old you know 1980s one did um Mike and Kim I'm going to let you guys start off first uh and and do you guys have any motorcycles that you're thinking of that fulfill this you know sense of uh, OCD, um, and that that possibly have you've looked into and then you become disillusioned or you've tried and then you you know ultimately realized after the purchase like uh, <clears throat> I may have done uh, that is not exactly what you were expecting. I can think of just maybe how it first started with me, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't even motorcycle like I'll, I'll wait for like my motorcycle one but i'm gonna say don't start with men and no i mean it's still bike bike related shut up oh okay, okay um no like growing up watching like crusty demons of dirt and desert oh, yeah. and quads and dirt bikes and you're watching these vhs's of um being out in like Akatia Wells and like this really cool music, like soundtrack and you're watching these bikes, like go over the mud Hills and glamis and jumping and stuff. And I think that's where it first started with me. It was like, you know, you're out partying like in high school or at parties watching these videos. And I think that's where it started for me. It was just like, Oh yeah, this is what I want to be doing. You know? And so like the next weekend you go buy it, like it was a quad for me, not a dirt bike. But I think that's where my disillusion first started was like wanting that crazy kind of weekend fun. Um, And then it happens and you're just like Sandy. Yeah. You go to Chaparral or, (laughs) (laughs) and you get your bike or whatever. But no, um, you're trying to jump your bike or learning or figuring out all that. And you're realize like, I'm not like Travis Pastrana or whatever. There were no females then really, or like 
You missed your chance. You could have been. Right. You, you yeah, you could have you could have been the trendsetter on your I got quad. preoccupied. I was going to say, instead you gave up. Yeah, what would you get preoccupied? I'm not. <laughs> Some crusty demons of. Yeah. <laughs> Some, she got preoccupied with the crusty demons of dirt, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you get out there and you're like, how come I'm not 55 feet in the right, air? Right, doing knack-knacks. You know, knack yeah, yeah. And it's sandy and I got shit in my fucking mouth now. Right. Like, you you know. like you just like go off a dune and like eat shit. You're not <laughs> like yeah. landing with a parachute or snowboarding down a sand dune when flying yeah. helicopters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's a good example. Way to bring it. Way to bring it to the But um, I'll save my bike table. ones for I'll let you guys go with Sure. You you ready to take a nap then? Yeah, I'll I'll get some more ideas when you guys start talking. Um, All right. Yeah, Mike, what's I, what's yours? Yeah, I would say my disillusionment with motorcycles definitely comes from the desire to just always shop for another one, right? Yeah. I'm gonna fill the void. I'm gonna find the way. I'm a firm believer that motorcycles are purpose built. And Whoops. A motorcycle. Shit. I'm sorry. Have I, been, have I been blasting the sound effects? I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh my God. Um, motorcycles are purpose built. So, you, for example, the Honda Goldwing is a great touring bike, but I wouldn't want to off road it. And my disillusionment is thinking that, oh, wow, this bike's going to knock every, hit every box. When I'm shopping for a bike, I want a dirt bike, but I also want it to be able to go on the street and I want it to be able to go touring. And I know I'm never going to be able to hit those uh, boxes. And then I end up buying a bike and it clearly doesn't fit the boxes that I set for myself <laughs> when buying the bike. Right, right. Uh, my Sportster, for example. I wanted a fun bike. It is fun, but I wanted it to be fast. It is not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, and I feel like it's uh, as much as it is the marketing team's fault on that. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if it's a marketing. I like, you know, just like with these um, Paul Torres. I love the guy. I love the fact that he's taking a Tenere 700 and racing it at um, some of the hard enduro where you're seeing like 350s, 450s. I would say like 450 is probably the biggest bikes you're seeing out there. A lot of two-stroke Huskies and KTMs climbing up the fucking side of a mountain like a mountain goat. And he's out there on the 700. That's not much bigger weight-wise and all that. And he's a very capable guy. I guarantee I get the 700. I won't even be able to pop a wheelie on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. You see Absolutely not. They're purpose-built. And the marketing, the way they're marketing things nowadays is is incredible. Uh, you know, the way that they uh, have these guys go do, whether it's a street a street bike or these off-road bikes is where I'm seeing the most of it. And ADV bikes, and maybe that's why the, uh, the segment's getting really good, really big and popular is because of the way they're marketing. But absolutely, um, personally myself, I'm struggling also with the buy another one. A, because I'm so fucking cheap. A, that's a huge, huge problem to overcome. But B, the the new motorcycles that are cheap, there's a ton of them that came out this year. There's still a ton that are a lot. You know, you can get a brand new, uh, I don't know, you can get two like, um, I want to say like Ninja 650s or Z400s for the price of one Honda XL 400 
or the XR400L, CR400L, whatever the, yeah, CR400L, street legal dirt bike basically is like 10,000 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think the, uh, the Yamaha WR450 is also 10 grand. And that used to be a street legal Supermoto a few years ago. And they, they don't, they don't make them street legal anymore. But I mean, these dirt bikes are 10,000 bucks. When did that happen? You know, but so you see another bike and you're like, well, I don't need a dirt bike. And I definitely don't want to pay 10 grand for something that I have to ride only at a motocross track. So I'm going to go get this SCL 500. Hey, Honda is bringing back the Scrambler. They got a new SCL 500, but just like the CBX 500 and the NC 750X, it has cast wheels that aren't big enough to actually go off road. Um, the ground clearance is shit. There's no bash plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see these people doing stuff on it and it's marketing, but then you go and you buy it and immediately, just like me, when I bought my SCR 950, I was like, Oh cool. A big old scrambler. I've taken it scrambling a couple times and I guarantee it's fun. And it's, it's pretty fun. However, I am so fucking scared of fucking this thing up because it's all metal. There's no plastic on it. In a, you know what I'm saying? And then the frame, I've already put like a pretty good dent right underneath the fucking, you know, bottom of the, the case. And so if that bar wasn't there, a rock would have been through my, uh, you know, through my case. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So scrambling is fun until you hear all the tink, 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 tink when you're going over a gra- uh, you know, a rock bed and you're like, that's shit bouncing up onto my fucking motor. You know what I'm saying? Like scrambling is fun. The Ducati scrambler is probably what's saving Ducati because they, uh, they, you know, I doubt they sell very many Panigales for uh, whatever price they are, but I guarantee they sell a ton of scramblers for half the price. They make up for it on volume, right? So the same with your thing. BMW guys, they don't buy this shit to go, you know, mountain goading through fucking Pakistan. They buy it. They take it to Starbucks. The, <laughs> the stereotypes are true. You know, the stereotypes are true. The disillusionment, though, the moment when you, I guess when you pull the own wool off of your eyes, that's what really sucks. Um, and yeah, I've been, yeah, I looked at a Honda Express the other day uh, that was the same price as your Goldwing. Would I have rather have found a Goldwing for $800? Hell yes. Not a not a 50cc fucking moped that, you know, probably isn't even street legal in my town. But uh, but yeah, like uh, the, 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 the fantasy, the fantasies there, the disillusionment is, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's, like like you said earlier, Mike, I will ride anything. Two wheels, like mini bike, I, I don't give a shit. Like I, I want a mini bike so bad. However, once I get it, am I gonna ride it that often? Am I gonna be looking over my shoulder for the cops? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I gonna wanna it, drive it in my car down to LA just so that I can go on these crazy mini bike rides and you know, then drive it home in my car because obviously I can't take it on the freeway. Like right. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I want, but the the, the disillusionment part is the is the big one. And uh, to Kim's point too, yeah. Once you you know you see all these other guys doing burnouts and drag racing and everybody bikes, then you get it, you break it every week. Like, <laughs> I think hmm. like for me, I mean, I don't personally. I hardly watch TV. I don't pay attention to like ads or marketing. That's obviously probably why I don't hardly know much about the bikes that you like talk about because I don't want to know what else is out there to be tempted. Like going back to the Tinder or whatever, you know, like I don't want to know what's out there with bikes. Like if I go test ride something, sure, I'm probably going to want it or get tempted. And I just want to just stick to what I know 
and pay off like like I'm really going to pay off my bike because I'll probably get another one before I do that. But like, <laughs> that's always the thought in my head that this is yeah. the bike. And yeah. um, I would just the, rather not know, or I'll go like, yeah. right. Or have that's friends sense. where we have a variety of bikes or maybe we can like try out each other's or something. Cause now I see yeah. that it's like, we all have these variety of bikes that some get ridden and some don't. And like, we should just seriously start trading bikes amongst ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I was, you know, that is, it's kind of like lend a book to a friend, like a book club, but it could be bike club. Yeah. You know what I'm and if that's too much of an idiom, maybe I could say brick club. Uh, <laughs> you know, brick club is also <laughs> my very favorite club, uh, you know, doesn't end up well for for me. I used to get hit in the head with them, but um, yeah, like you know, that's that's another thing too. And the temptation, uh, the what I used to love about IMS, that you know, you brought that up a little bit ago, and and being a podcast is that you get press, you know, you get free press to a lot of shit. And unfortunately, I cannot think of any other motorcycle show, um, AIM included, because AIM still happens, but it's not customer facing so why would people bring bikes there to demo the only people reason people brought bikes there recently is because they were brand brand new like suzuki uh revealed their um the new uh, parallel twins i think at, at and for north america at least they revealed it at aim um and i don't think they were test rides though but as as the part of the ims thing that i used to love and even the electric expo that came around um i used to love the those events because I did get a ride, multiple bikes. I would go, you know, you get press passes and you can go all weekend to IMS. So I would just schedule three days of test riding ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then go ride every single bike they had there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just because you have a press badge doesn't get you in faster through the test rides. Uh, you know, that, but I'm not a motorcycle, we're not a motorcycle magazine, so we don't get invited to the press releases. Yet. So that's like, we're going to have to start writing reviews or something <laughs> because that's the only way we're going to be able to ride and swap all these bikes. Otherwise, I just look at them and I can see every paycheck once a month going out to, to a different bike yeah. until I have 95 bikes, 95 registrations, and I don't need any of them. <laughs> um, to to kind of tail off of this disillusionment, um, Mike, you said you had a solution to yours. You're, you you actually you actually found a remedy to one of your uh, uh, OCD. Uh, you know, it sounds like you had a case of it, and somehow you overcame it. Yes. So I was dead set in my head that I needed a bagger. Like that was that was going to solve my motorcycling woes. Um, and I really wanted a uh, road glide. I wanted a Harley road glide. I think that the body mounted fairing that is the superior way to go. If you're going to get a big touring bike, did you uh, want it in uh, black? Oh yeah. Black Chrome pipes, you know, it, so that when people go at bike night, Hey, what, what Harley do you ride? Oh, it's the black one over there. <laughs> you know, like that's, they'll never, that's what you yeah, get. they'll never know. They're all black. <laughs> exactly. I have the black road glide. Oh shit. And now he has like a, like a green wood Dude, paneled. Game. God damn that Goldwing just yeah. My eyes had erections when I was. Uh, I want to ride on the back of that yeah. next weekend. I'm just so so the that's well and that's where I went is body mounted fairing Goldwing. 
1500 cc's yeah uh what's that in our new me- measuring standard um i think that's 25 paces uh i don't know how you were gonna yeah do that. 25 horse paces <laughs> 10 <laughs> clicks go. 10 clicks and 25 horse paces um remainder yeah, three gets, gets 10 <laughs> clicks to the gallon um now it, it's just it's got storage it's got it's got everything that i really desired in a motorcycle yeah and it's it's comfortable that's the other thing that i really wanted was something that's like genuinely comfortable um you know what it doesn't have what does it have it does not have you'll never you'll never get this either it does not have the uh harley unreliability problem (laughs) you know that's that's true mostly um it's it's been a headache or two or 10 but you know that's okay I mean, that's 35 the, years old right <laughs> yeah it, it's it's got some age to it bikes the bike is wonderful i highly i goldwing is the answer folks that's the moral of the story oh, yeah. the goldwing is the answer damn the nokomoto boys are gonna abide by this one i think like um i mean when i got my first harley um i didn't even I guess obviously I had my license. I just had got my M1, but like I had other bikes, you know, under my permit, but I, I didn't even test ride the iron when I, before I bought it. Cause I was still kind of a new rider and I was nervous to like take it out um, in front of people or whatever. But I, when I went to ride the iron home and I go to shift and it's like this really solid clunk. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I went from, and I had, it went from a Honda to the Harley. Oh yeah. And Hondas are smoother like butter. It was yeah. like, you know, the it, sewing machine, lo- like noise and the clunk. And I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah. Like, did I really just buy this thing? Yeah. But um, I think it changed like, I think we, you know, when we, it, it changes as we do. So I think our wants become a disillusion as, as we mature with the bikes that we want. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I'll say this too. I, I've been looking, you know, I bought the SCR 950 because I didn't like the bowl. I don't like cruisers. And this thing is still a cruiser, but it looks like enough of a, I'm I'm attracted to the 1970s look of it, and a lot of people have looked at it and gone, "Oh man, that looks just like a 1970 like XS, you know, whatever, uh, 650 or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And um, I, that's what attracted me to the new SCL 500. However, once I got on it and I'd realized it's just a P twin, it's probably not as fast as I want it to be. Not even my SCR is as fast as I want it to be. The thing has like a, I, it says it's got a two point. You know, our three three gallon gas tank, but that's bullshit. You know, <laughs> I, I run out of gas every hundred miles on this fucking thing. Touring with the guys is a pain in the ass. They're so mad at me because they both have like, you know, nine gallon gas tanks, which uh, I'm assuming the Goldwing also has. Um, uh, six and a half. God, yeah, yeah, I die for that. But yeah, this thing's a five speed also. So, and I know the Goldwing even back then was a six speed. Um, uh, no, it's a five speed. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. So that's it's, right. It's four, four speeds with an overdrive. overdrive my though, overdrive yeah. light does come on oh as well. Yeah. And the cruise control. Does works. it reverse? Right. It does reverse. 
Dude, that yeah. So so at least it has an overdrive. Yeah, mine is like you know. So yeah, I was the disillusion for me was like you know, but I still love my bike. I've never really been. I've always been a naked bike kind of guy, and so I still enjoy that. But you know, once I sat on something as luxurious as your Goldwing or something like that, you got the wind. You know, I I could only imagine like you know, mine be changed. What, what wind? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I used to have a Magna. Um, V65, which is like the 1100 V4, you know, so it was a Honda V4, great shifting, great V4. This thing sucked though. Like, I mean, honestly, it was an 82, it rode like an 80s bike. And that's the other thing I was going to say is the disillusionment. I get attracted to these bikes that look vintage, but I know they're new. And the thing I'm always hoping is that you're going to get the new stuff. You, you you know, I used to do a lot of autocrossing and track days, but I had a fucking Volkswagen bug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to plenty of things, you know, sounds funny to race a bug on the, on, I seen a lot of, I used to go to a lot of drag days and VW drag days. And I'd see some like two liter, you know, 800 horsepower Volkswagens take down like Mustangs and Chevelles and Corvettes and shit. You know, these, they, you could build any car to be fast. But when you start road racing it, it's a little different. And then you got like, you're working with old ass tech and I even upgraded mine to disc brakes and shit, but you're still never going to have even your oldest shit built up is never going to have the newest simple stuff that the new, new bikes have. However, I will say that these new bikes, they, you think you're going to get the old, you know, you're, it's, it's your heartstrings that are playing this, uh, you know, the song of disillusionment and making you feel like you're going to be getting something reminiscent of, you know, what, maybe what you're looking for. Then you get the bike and you're very disappointed because it's still just a shitty, I mean, it does have new tech. Everything is newer. It's not going to break down like an older one will, but like you've proven with your Goldwing and, um, Mama Dawson, like you've, you know, you've proven with your upgraded Harley, uh, (laughs) It just depends on, on, I guess, what you're looking for in the end. And no matter, no matter what you think you want, it's always something else. It's always the other thing. The unexpected thing, I guess, is, is what you really, you know, you come into, um, to love. Luckily, I was able to, uh, requisition a VFR 750, which is like, you know, not half of what the Magna was, but it's a sport bike with the fairing and, um, you know, body mounted fairing, which I've never had before. And yeah, this thing, the body mounted fairing is amazing. The Honda shifting was exactly what I remembered from the Magna, the V4 feel, but I never was a sport bike guy. I was always a cafe racer guy, but now I have, you know, it's like a sport tour from the nineties and it is pretty fucking amazing. Honda made some good bikes back in the nineties. Um, and yeah, the disillusionment, you, you kind of realize maybe what you wanted was there in front of you the whole time, but it wasn't marketed or presented in the way you thought. So that's, I think that's for me has been, um, a biggest part of the disillusionment is that I think I want all these things. And like you said, you both have mentioned it. You keep wanting more. There's this hole that is, is, uh, my eyes see, but my, my needs and my heart really don't need it. And I think that's what everybody, uh, the, the whole disillusionment game. You got to you gotta learn when your body's gaming you. You got to learn when yeah. your mind is gaming you. You got that extra cash burning a hole in your pocket for no good reason. Just kind of take a breath. For anybody that's suffering from it, you guys have any, you guys have any, um, uh, I don't know, advice maybe for someone that's, uh, you know, they think they want something. In their heart, they know they want to do this certain thing, but they're looking 
possibly at the wrong bike and they know it, you know, or maybe even if they don't know it, you guys got any good advice for somebody to, you know, I think they should like, te- like test ride or like find someone that has like the bikes that you're yeah. interested in. Cause like I, I didn't do that. And would you have bought that iron if you test rode it first? I, you know, I, I don't know. I might've rode a few other bikes first before I made that decision. Yeah. Um, but nothing else really caught my eye either, like look wise. Gotcha. Um, and I hate to say it, I'm like a color person and I got that wicked red. I did Mm -hmm. and I've color is kinda at one of my big things. I hate to say it. Um Yeah. I'm gonna wholeheartedly disagree. My advice is make the mistake. My advice is follow that disillusionment. Okay. And the reason I say that is you will have you will experience a wider variety of motorcycles. When you start getting into the $2000 bike range, a $2000 bike is always a $2000 bike. You can buy that $2000 bike and find out you don't like it and sell it for 2 grand and buy another $2000 bike. That makes sense. That makes sense. Allow I, I think to some extent you need to allow this disillusionment and this this search for the perfect bike because that weird bike that you've put off for so many years because the marketing sucked or it you've never heard a good thing about it, but you've always been interested, might be the bike that you fall in love with. Hell and yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I think that too. that's that's the the best thing you can do for yourself. Right. So the takeaways, folks, is don't do it slash do it. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Do it. And I agree with you uh, to some point, you know, you're never, you never will pull the trigger on that weirdo thing that you, you know, maybe I should go look at this express after all. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll be the thing that changes my mind. You know, the, one of the only two stroke Hondas they ever made. Uh, maybe it will change my mind. The only thing is I do want to go faster than 25 miles an hour, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I, I agree, and I, I don't know whether to spend $800 on uh, a two-stroke Honda moped or a mini bike, you know, because it's only a start. Um, either one, it's only a starting place. You know, you, you know a- you're gonna- Anyone that's into a two-stroke Honda moped is probably also into mini bikes. So buy the, the Honda moped, play with that, and try and trade it for a mini bike. Or when I go down there, probably this guy or gal has. Also, mini bikes that they weren't in the picture. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go for that angle too. You know what? I think there's one type of bike that might there might not be any disillusionment on would be like a chopper because don't like the kind of thing is that they always break down, right? And so you <laughs> kind of know what to, you're getting, right? <laughs> That's always been like I would not. I am not hardly. I do do some stuff to my bike, but. I'd be interested in a chopper, but I just don't know if I like could repair mm. one on the side of the road. Build one, yeah, figure it out. Yeah. I so I think and you I know what say, you're getting with that kind of a bike. Yeah, yeah, and I think that to 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 bring the disillusionment to a close, uh, the ultimate disillusionment is we just found out you just you just spoke the uh, the holy grail. The the chopper is actually when people say adventure bike, 
the chopper is what they should have a picture of because every ride is an adventure. You don't know if you're going to mm-hmm. steer straight. You don't know if you're going <laughs> to break down. Like every ride is an adventure on a chopper. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And you never know what you're going to get. Each one's different. They're not cookie cutter by brand. So mm. yeah, I think I'm down with that. Um, well, hey guys, it's been, you guys have wasted uh, just about two hours of your life uh, talking some shit about some motorcycles. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks, Mike, for coming. Yeah. You're, uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're invited back anytime you want to come in. We'll find out. We'll 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 determine if your name's Mike or we'll, or the the you know the listeners will speak out if if there's a, uh, a nickname to give you, but um they always do. But yeah, thank you so much. Hopefully, none of us said the word of the week. I think we're pretty good. I think we're good. Um, as I was cleaning off my sound effects board, and probably I didn't realize I was pressing every button. <laughs> Because it doesn't monitor on this uh, this recording room, I will go back into editing and see if I, I don't know. It, you guys. I think just it leave only it. Happened once, but it was a gunshot. It oh. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I, and I do live in LA. Maybe that wasn't the sound effect board. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll leave it in. That's good news. So, hey, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, reminder, final reminder. I'm not going to say it any more than this. This last time, Social Slam. This oh, is yeah. it. You're going to hear this show Friday. Get your shit in tomorrow, Sunday max. Uh, the cutoff is the cutoff is Saturday, but like I said, I'm pulling in emails and getting stuff done Sunday max. Uh, Dawson, me and you need to figure out something if uh, if this shit goes sideways and only two people send something in. So I know, like, do we have? I'm curious. Me and you are gonna Jello wrestle. We're gonna do a, our first live video uh, ah! uh, cast. So there you go. Um, yes, as always, you can find, uh, Mama Dawson at Dawson's Freak, D-A-W-S-O-N-Z, uh, Freak on IG. Uh, you can, Mike, do you want to give your socials? You don't have to, but you can. Yeah, no, absolutely. So if you guys are interested in my photography, it is 619 Mike Media on Instagram. Check it out. I do motorcycles and cars, uh, airplanes too, the things I'm into. Nice. Very creative writer, by the way. All right. And then if you want to, uh, you can actually contact Tobor too. Tobor is getting rebuilt. Uh, that was one of the things I was supposed to do last week. His email is tobor.cr at gmail.com. You can uh, reach us at uh, creative writing podcast at gmail.com. If you have a slam entry, you can send it there or send it to slam at creative writing.com. And check us out anywhere you find us. Uh, we are Creative Writing Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are uh, on Reddit. We are Creative Underscore Writing. I know Kim's probably gone to the regular Creative Writing three or four times now. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I would assume you went there. But uh, and also on Twitter or, or X or whatever the fuck it's called now, we are uh, Creative Underscore writer i believe so check us out uh and uh we'll talk to you guys next week social slam motherfuckers uh everyone have a good one and uh any final thoughts mama dawson you always leave us with a nice tidbit of um let's let mike go yeah, first I think mike should do one mike you have any you have any final thoughts for our listeners um i just want to thank you guys for putting up with me for two hours oh yeah that, that's directed to the the listeners, not you guys. I don't really quite <laughs> frankly care. But thank you, listeners, for having me on. <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks for and, coming on. Yeah, Mama D, what's your outro? You've always you've had some good ones. All meatball, no noodle, or whatever the hell you oh. said last time. I forget what it was. No. All right. See you later, well, cheese bags. 
Yeah, yeah, bags of cheese. Where does those cheese bags come from? I don't know. Oh, where are Harley Davidsons made? <laughs> huh? It's that. It's that flyover state. Flyover uh, state. Flyover It's in the All right, everybody. east. Yeah, it's somewhere in the east. All right, cool, cool. Well, we'll catch you next week, and hopefully, we got some good slam. Uh, entries and if you don't i blame you because it was your show to send stuff into everybody take it easy peace grease tell your niece not to feed the geese uh any of those cheese curds from wiscott